Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Shayla. He sees proof of all this in a crop circle on a chessboard he drew as a child. <laughs> how, how did she say that with a straight face? Oh my god! Divine intervention at work! You know, you can believe what you want, you can laugh, but I genuinely am Jesus. Hello, and welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. Hosting today, me, Tiss. <laughs> so natural. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> uh, with me as uh, always. Introduce you yourselves. Sound, uh, such a professional after four years. Every time it's like it's the first time he's had to introduce a podcast <laughs> in his life. Yeah. <laughs> it's so... Hello. It's the intro. Tiss. You find the intro intimidating. As soon as it's going, you're fine. It's just that intro. I just the find pressure. the premise of me being on a show is so strange because as soon as that ends it's just us talking about shit right so it's just when you're actively aware that we're actually doing a show i'm never aware we're doing a show to be honest like right. i i know that it goes out but i never actively have it in the back of my head that we're on a show mm. uh yeah because it's hard to imagine i mean how many episodes um sorry how many downloads do we get per episode for roughly like just ballpark First few days, like first couple of days. Yeah, it's hard to imagine that Which many mental. people, for example, yeah, um, downloading it. So it's hard to yeah. imagine that's like people are actually listening to you. It's fucking bizarre. Mental. I'm not even listening to what I'm saying. I'm just listening to what you guys are saying. And yeah, yeah. I, I can't, fucking can't get my head around. That's it. why the emails are so mad. Because when you read the emails, you're like, oh shit, someone was listening to that and. That really inspired them, or they liked it, or I don't know, whatever. It got them through the day. That's nuts. Yeah. That's mental. We're getting so many emails, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, since we came back, right? Yeah. Since Spotify, I reckon. I keep getting um, people that listen to the pod um, are telling me that like the last five, six episodes since we came back have been the best ones. Yeah. I feel like we've come back at the height of our powers. Yeah. Yeah. I also yeah, think, I think it's because... the best. I think the best stuff, like literally since we've been back, I'm like every episode has been, like, it's just they've all been so good. And oh. and it's not. I think it maybe has something to do with the fact that, like, yes, we're tired from a day at work, but 
it used to be that then two of us were then additionally tired from driving. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas we're all sat here, like, I'm in my pyjamas, and I'm going to bed after this. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Excited for what you've got for us today, Tis. I'm really excited. I feel like we've all been bringing some pretty, like, odd episodes to the table as well. Yeah. Or, like, long-awaited or unexpected. This is odd. This is odd because it combines a few things in un- under one title, but uh, it, it it's going to help me explore a subject which was not big enough for its own episode, but it is definitely weird and freaky. Is it the Bridgewater Triangle? No, no. Okay. <laughs> We've done that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Us beef was replanning it for I, next time. I was looking at some <laughs> material earlier and was worried that we'd already done this, but I definitely know we haven't. I think That's we, the, we I spoke about a few people now. connected yeah. Particularly this. when it's something that combines, like you say, like a few subjects in one. Yeah. You're like, oh, have we already talked about this? Yeah. We've done so many now that when I look back at the list, I'm like, oh, I forgot we did that. Like Stuff like parallel universes. I forgot we even did that. It was so long ago. Yeah. Yeah, but some of them, don't you feel like, particularly maybe some of the early ones, not that we didn't do them very well, but you just think, you know, oh, could we could we give well, that we're like doing a really so much better now, yeah. Good go, yeah. Cause we're hit we've hit our our uh, uh our stride now, I guess. Yeah. The worst part is though, the quick quicker than any computer search, I could ask Bob and he'd know instantly. But I can't reveal the episode, so I couldn't so I was like thinking, shit, should I search through them? But I, I know we haven't done. Right, okay, really this is where he tells us, and I say we're already. What done is it. it? Is it werewolves? This is Son of God. Oh. Is it Jesus? No, it's uh, people who have thought they were the Son of God or God. Messiah complex. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is something that was come up, but we haven't done a full thing on it. So, Good. Yeah, yeah no. this is Messiah complex. Yeah. Uh, just exploring a few people that said they were Jesus. Uh, oh, okay. I'm interested in this. This is it's this. This is the first time you've done a religious episode. Uh, yeah. Because I know me and Beef have. I think, I think it's your it first is, one. Isn't it? Probably, yeah. yeah. Oh, you nice. popped your religious cherry. I don't think that. Yeah, I, I guess it doesn't really go into the religion. Considering much, one of but... our like main USPs is the fact that we have like different like faith backgrounds. One of us hadn't actually done a religious episode until now. So yeah, that's it. That's crazy. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. Mad. But I guess it's kind of, I've obviously, you know, it's not as if I'm sitting on the fence with my perspective and neither's Bobby. And I feel like out of all three of us, Tiss, you're the one that's sort of uh, not not searching, but you're you're considering many options. He's got toes in lots of waters. I've found, found my religion. <laughs> It's just toes in lots of just gods. Uh, just life, baby. <laughs> <laughs> School of life. School I of saw rocks, a mate. fucking awesome post. Uh, someone posted it on Facebook. Was it on the UFO disclosure group? Uh, Almost never. There is never anything interesting on there. It's always trash. No, there's always trash. <laughs> uh, this was the Sanskrit. I, I have rules. to mute it. I mute it quite often now because I'm like I can't be doing with that at the moment. No, no. And then I always give it another chance. Like, ah, uh, maybe it's got better now, and it never has. It's no. always dreadful. Yeah, this this was the twelve Sanskrit rules for life, and it was like you get given a body. You can't ah, make mistakes. I saw this. You, th- oh, yeah, they're I only saw lessons. That. Uh, every day you learn a new. You know. Uh, you learn a new lesson until you basically, you know, it goes in, it keeps coming back, and then you learn more lessons. Get it up. The lesson... Get it up now. Okay, read it out. let's find it. Let's find it. Start, uh, let's kick off the show with that. Let's do it. 
So it's people. So the episode is people who have claims to have some sort of divinity. Yeah, just messiah complex, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah, messiah complex. Or false messiahs, yeah. Uh, nice. Yep. Yeah. For like which it. the Bible says that many, many people will come and claim that they are the son of God. I'm not the son of God. Every now and then I think maybe I should just do it because it's like... Or just claim that you're God. Yeah, it's like it just uh, you could cruise on that for a bit. Start a cult. Okay, uh, rules for being human handed down from ancient Sanskrit. You will receive a body. You will learn lessons. There are no mistakes, only lessons. A lesson will be repeated until it is learned. Learning lessons does not end. There is no better than here. Others are merely mirrors of you. What you make of your life is up to you. Life is exactly what you think it is. Your answer lies inside you. Uh, you will forget all of this. You can remember it whenever you want. Huh. So, one of them I've got a bit of an issue with. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the same one as me. Go on. Is it there is no better than here? Yeah. That was the one I had an issue with. Because it's like, depends where here it's like. I, I guess. I guess it means... I... If I'm in prison... Getting out of prison is definitely better than being in prison. Ah, but this is this is the beauty of the Sanskrit uh, rules. Depends what you're in prison for. This no, <laughs> that's falsely not... accused. No, but it's all about uh, you know everything is here, and I know that outside stimulus is is like awesome, and we depend on it, and we're all totally addicted to it. But what they're saying is like you know. I guess it means like there is no better than here. So don't the grass isn't always greener. There'll always be. Yeah, the way I read into yeah. it was that um, everything is is competition, and we are. It's it, it feels like maybe more than ever now, particularly since social media just magnifies the positive in your life. No one ever puts, "Oh, my marriage is shit at the minute." Yeah, oh, I'd say Instagram's a perfect example of that exact rule. It's that you never that get that. It's not I guess better than here. The way I, yeah, that's the way I saw it. Was that, yeah, we constantly reflecting on other people's lives and maybe looking at them and thinking that is a better situation than I'm in. But then you never know what's going on in their lives, and just because they're tweeting about how amazing their life is or how great their business is or how amazing and perfect their family is it's not it's bullshit yeah they're just um, yeah i mean they probably yeah, are having a good time but I, I actually said to i mean it's really interesting actually me and becca were talking about this exact thing today he went out for coffee this morning and i said i think the reason a lot of people get very sort of depressed about their jobs uh i wonder who i was talking about um they um it's because they're surrounded by social media now and you're surrounded by people who have amazing jobs yeah because the people that you follow on social media are normally people that you find interesting and they're interesting because they live interesting lives and they have interesting stuff going around so it's like you know we said last week um when we were recording there are people out there who literally have a full-time wage from making a podcast about the simpsons what a fucking dream job yeah and then i'm toiling away in some hellhole and it's making me miserable because I'm like, why can't I do what I want to do in my life? I've only got one life and I have to spend it being miserable. Yeah. But I guess just because they're, and maybe their work life is, is pucker, but there's always something in life, isn't there? Always that isn't the way you want it to be. Yeah. You know, maybe their health is shit or maybe mm. 
maybe they're shit with finances, maybe their family's down the shitter. You know, there's always something, isn't there? I look at it like this, like, you know, Ricky Gervais never made it until he was like 35, 40. You know, he he worked loads of shit jobs and he had the talent and he had... So I think if you believe in yourself and you bet on yourself, time is like... I know that it's like you want it now, but uh, it definitely isn't like not going to happen just because time moves on because people are doing stuff at any age... Like good, you know, good oh, yeah, good content. J.K. Rowling didn't write Harry Potter till like, well, she was older than me. Yeah, exactly. How was she? Late thirties. Th- so, so I think like the more and more you spend in this world, you're just going to be so unbelievably talented that those things that you will just you would you can't not work in those things. You know, you'll be so. Yeah, I don't know. This is what I said as well. It's hard to know what you want to do for a job because I don't know that I would like something until I do it. Yeah. So then I keep getting into these situations where I'm like, that job would be fine. And then I do it. I'm like, oh, I hate this. Yeah. And it's like, well, I didn't know I'd hate it because I hadn't done it before. But then you leave and then your CV looks terrible because you keep having these jobs where you stayed for like two months. It's like, but I thought I would like it. Now yeah. I need to try something else. And then I, 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 I don't know what I would like. I was saying today, maybe I would actually like being a tutor, like a I could quite like that one-on-one time with someone and it could help someone with English work because I, I like that stuff. Yeah. Um, but then I, I might start doing that. I might spend years training towards that and then start it and literally like two weeks in be like, oh, I hate this. Yeah. No, I wasted all that time. I was using as an example. I was like really sympathetic to his situation. Probably have to beep some of this, but he spent years studying because he thought that's what he wanted to do. He sat down and thought, that's what I want to do. And then he went to university, studied it for three years um, got a job, worked in, worked his way out for like two, three years. And then when he got to a position where he was like, I've got a good job, he was like, I actually hate this. I yeah. don't like this. Yeah. No wonder he, because that would drive me insane as well. Like, what the fuck have I done? I've wasted all these years. Mm. I've wasted like seven years of my life working towards something. And when I got there, I hated it. Mm. I guess it's all part of the journey though, right? Because like, I guess. I've wasted a shitload of years doing, you know, fucking anything, man. Like, <laughs> You know, <laughs> but it's not wasted. It's just like, it just, yeah, I don't know. I It made me who I am today. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, I, yeah. I think I'm, I, I, I understand what you're, you're saying. And I guess it, I occasionally get frustrated because, um, like I would say Rachel is unique in that she, knew she wanted to be a teacher from like a young age and and is now doing it and is she's not just excelling at it but she really enjoys it yeah um but that is like that's unique i don't know many people like that where that's happened um no i'm i'm the opposite i i would say i'm i'm kind of uh yeah i've done lots of different different jobs um and I felt like that when I was made redundant. I just sat there and I was like, "What a fucking waste of time! Three mm. years of three years of my life, um, and and for what? What was that for?" Um, and that was that was when I'd chosen the job, and I felt like that was the it, on paper it seemed like the perfect job, mm. um, or it seemed like that's that's it, that's the job I want to do. Um, if I have to do a job, if I have to work, that's what I want to do. Um, and I guess it whilst I was in it, I didn't I wasn't really thinking about it. It wasn't like I hated it, but I wasn't loving it. I was just kind of meandering through. And it wasn't until now I'm in this job. Um and I I love the school. 
and mostly colleagues are great. Um, and I enjoy the job. Kids are great, mostly. Um, I yeah, I suppose I don't know. You just sort of, I do. I do genuinely feel a lot better from having come out of that situation. And I know that if I wasn't made redundant, I'd have stuck in the job, just kind of, I don't know, being quite lethargic about it all. But yeah, I don't know. I I suppose it's a journey in it. I always wished I had an interest in something that's like a viable option, like um, people who want to be teachers, nurses, doctors, um, mm. they want to work in the forces, police officer. You know, with those jobs, you have a set path. You go into university, you study that, and then when you come out, literally the job falls on your lap and you do it. And wow, that's lifestyle. And you don't have to worry about that stuff. And you're actually doing something you want to be doing. Yeah, And even people I know who have done that, people I know who have done nursing, even when it's like a really bad time, which that sort of job can be, and they're like run ragged, they're still like, but I'm doing what I love. And I'm like, I'm so fucking jealous of that. Yeah. Imagine that. I, well, this, I'm even luckier. My parents got me into Sparky and I didn't even know what the fuck electrics was. I didn't wonder what the plugs did. I just fucking they worked so but i got a job in it anyway and then at the age of like 26 i was like ah i kind of like this actually but it's because i did it for so long that i was probably better at that than anything in my entire life so by default i had to do it because i was just like well i've got nothing else (laughs) but i do love it i do love it i'm not doing the job that i love but i'm doing a job that i like i'd take that yeah which is better than a lot of people yeah. Um. And I guess I, I I suppose maybe when we look at maybe our parents, um, there was that mentality of just work was pay the bills. Work was for a, work was not for the purpose of making you happy. Work was disconnected from emotion, wasn't it? It was just to pay to to make ends meet. And I guess now we're we're a generation where it's like no, screw that. That's terrible. What a yeah, terrible I can't way live a live life, life like where that's the bulk of your life i can't li- i live one life i can't live it being miserable yeah exactly i can't yeah um so i guess it's i guess that's where that's the difference isn't it and i think that although when i look at my dad for example he's he's in a job that he loves and he loves he's i guess it's always he's not always loved it and he's had to kind of graft and work to get it to where he wants it to and he's now in a position that he really enjoys but yeah, I guess it's we're maybe the first generation that's kind of figured out that that's that's not it. You're you spend like fifty years of your life working, right? Maybe yeah. more than that, perhaps. Definitely like, more than that. That is far too long <laughs> to to do that and to do something that you hate. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Or I, something that just pays the bills. That's not good enough. You know what is an interesting job, actually. What? Someone's got to do it. Being a messiah, so Tiss. <laughs> after that long rant about um, my life falling off the rails again, uh, <laughs> this podcast again is turning into my therapy session. Um, please, honestly, advice anyone send it to me. Um, Tiss, take us on your wild ride of the people with the messiah complex. Okay, let's dive in with a little bit of David Ike because uh oh yes one of our faves back in the 90s i think it was he uh declared himself the son of god uh we're gonna watch him with an interview on wogan wogan <laughs> <laughs> oh no Wait. Ike oh, and wogan damn. what a combination okay. 
Well, now, let me get this story right. The press claim that you claim to be the son of God. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Yes, you see, the thing is that... Uh, see, it's, quite, it's quite funny, really. You know, 2,000 years ago, had a guy called Jesus sat here and said these same things, you would still be laughing. It's really, really funny that we've not really moved on that much. The negativity, the thoughts that I'm talking about that are very destructive, are pouring out of this planet well, let me, um, let me every day. Was it, was it a great shock for you to discover this at 38? Well, I, th I think the... <laughs> I, think the I think the word is gobsmacked. But again, again, you know the best way of removing negativity is to laugh and be joyous. So I'm delighted that there's so much laughter in the audience tonight. They're but laughing at you. But just let, just let me, just let me say this. They're laughing at you. <laughs> they're not laughing at you. <laughs> Wogan Lynch, <laughs> said it. I love, I love Wogan to drop the sea bomb. I didn't mean that, I didn't mean that to be hurtful. I don't uh, want you to misinterpret. See, I could do that job. Get me on telly. You literally, <laughs> you were as good as Wogan, which he was a household name, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. First of all, if anyone believes, after 12,000 years of this truth being lost uh, and forgotten, that coming out with it initially is going to get any kind of reaction other than that one or condemnation, then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was, that was the, the case. The other thing is, there is this great illusion, you know, that Jesus was born and stood up and said, I know who I am. It was revealed to him in stages. He was very, very close to beginning the mission which is described in the Bible, but not described brilliantly accurately, um, before he knew who he was. And when he came out, Terry, and said, I am the Son of God, I am an aspect of the soul of the Godhead incarnate because of things that need to be done on this planet urgently, um, people laughed, people ridiculed. And in the end, you know, they crucified him. There are a couple of questions. First of all, why you? And secondly, if I may say so, you have confused the message by an awful lot of predictions. Mm -hmm. You've you told us that there are going to be mm. earthquakes, mm -hmm. or, and, and some of them are going to happen quite soon. Yeah. Well, two things to that. Um, first of all, why me? Well, why anybody? I mean, people would have said to Jesus, and many other people like Jesus that have not been written into history. I mean, that was the most famous uh, effort of this kind to wrest control of this planet from these forces. But there have been many before that. They would have said, why you? You're a carpenter's son, for goodness sake. Who the heck are you? So, so, that, that's, that's, so, yeah, so but, why but anybody? You're you are, you are saying you're, you're part of, you were part of Jesus' soul before. Precisely. You're also part of many other people's lives on the way through As history. As we all have been. Many, we, we've all been uh, on this earth and uh, incarnated into different physical bodies many times. It's called reincarnation. But the, 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 other, the other point you bring up about the predictions. Yes. If I am given information from beings who have proved to be perfectly accurate day after day after day and things they've told, told, told us are going to happen and they happen. They told you Saddam Hussein was dead and he's That's not. That's right. He's, yes, he is. Well, he, well, I watched his birthday party on the television yesterday. All I, can, all I can say to you is all that glitters is not gold. Hang about and watch and wait. Um, oh. Yeah, a bit, a bit of Wogue <laughs> and, uh, and Ike. What, what, what do you think of David Ike? I've not... He's insane. Have we, have we been into David pop. Icke since? Yeah, we talked about I? him on the Reptilians episode. Okay. He's an obed. He's insane. Yeah. Well, not not insane. I I don't know. It's I, just I, it's just a way about him. I can't stand. I can't stand the way he conducts himself. Hmm. He's just really. 
I don't know, he's really complacent, isn't he? Should we get him on the show? No. I I mean, oh, I definitely would have him on the show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awkward, you though. You can talk to him. It'd be really awkward after also saying that. But yeah. I don't think he's a bellend. <laughs> I, I think he's all right. I mean, I, I don't agree with his, like, anti... What, no, what is it? Zionistic? Anti-Zionistic? Right. He's like a... He's, anti, he's anti-Israel, isn't he? A Semite. Anti-Semite. What is it? Anti-Semite? No, an- <laughs> anti-Semitism is that That's you hate Jewish people. Yeah. Does he hate that? Does he hate Jewish people? Yeah. So why, he he declares that. He think he didn't really go into why does he think or why did he think he was the Messiah? Um, oh yeah, sorry, you were asking about anti-Semitism. So is he is he an anti-Semite? Is he and is he he doesn't like Jewish people? Or? I, I believe. <sighs> Is it libelous to say he is if he isn't? I guess so. I can cut it. If, I'll check it when I edit. Yeah. This sort of thing, I always check the facts on a cut if we're not right. I don't know. Apart, I, from, I'm... apart from the Sistine Chapel thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not up on all the anti-Semites in the world, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people take issue with him and the main thing is anti-Semitism. Wait, you're not up with all the anti-Semites in the world? I'm not. Okay. I'm not... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't know a lot of them because they are not the sort of people I normally associate with. To be honest, isn't it the far right like conspiracies? That is like the thing. We've been into this, right? Hol- Holocaust denial and and the yeah, and the yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, David that's Icke. Anti-Semitism. So yeah, I mean that was just a little snippet. I don't really want to go too much into David Icke because uh, it was literally as flippant as just he said he was God and then. That was it. The next, mm. you know, the next time it was just like, you know, the next He just thing. said something else. He just wanted to say something outrageous yeah. on Wogan, basically. Wasn't he a footballer? Okay, David Icke? Yeah. He was a footballer before that. Was I don't he? know. I'm getting so many facts wrong. The Sistine Chapel, so, everything. So, did Der- so was Derek Akora. <laughs> no. No. Was he really? So was Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, D- Gordon Ramsay was, wasn't he? Because I, I, we had a thing where I said how little I know about football at work, and they were like, name some footballers then, and I was like, Gordon Ramsay. Ah, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> and half the people didn't believe me, and they were like, go on, name enough. I was like, Derek Akora. <laughs> 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 they had to look it up because they didn't believe me. That's amazing. They didn't even... You knew more football knowledge than them. <laughs> Literally schooled them with some Derek Akora. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of David Shaler? David Shaler? Yeah, I have heard of David Shaler. Who's yeah. David Shaler? Oh, um, by the way, it is, he is a notorious anti-Semite by the looks of things, David Icke. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I, did, I, didn't, I was very careful not to libel, but uh, yeah. No, he is. Yeah. Uh, he's been slammed as a Holocaust denier. Um, uh, Jewish News says that he's a notorious anti-Semite. So, who's David Shaler? Yeah, why do I know that name? So, David Shaler um, was an ex-MI5 operative or employee, I guess. Right. Uh, and he whistleblowed. Whistleblew? Whistleblowed? Whistle, whistleblew. He whistleblew yeah. on uh, the MI5 for <laughs> wanting to assassinate Gaddafi, I think it was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he um, came out as the son of God or God. Um, I've got an interview here with him uh, from 2007. This is uh, David Shaler, the mystic. 
For years, David Shaler has been a thorn in the flesh of Britain's intelligence establishment. An MI5 officer for six years, he went to jail after leaking secret documents to the press. In the last ten years, he's been a novelist, a writer on security matters and a political activist. But his latest role may be the most talked about yet, that of mystic. Sally Gould went to meet him. Church bells rang and rang and rang and I was sitting there feeling slightly uncomfortable. He says, that's the proclamation of you being the Messiah. You are the Messiah. David Shaler is used to raising eyebrows. He's a figure who rose to national prominence for saying the unsayable. Ten years ago, leaving his employer, MI5, in disgust, blowing the whistle in a national newspaper, claiming the security services planned to assassinate the Libyan leader, Colonel Gaddafi. He paid a price then, as now, for his pronouncements, imprisoned for defying the Official Secrets Act. Shaler says his conclusions on spirituality are just the next step on what's been a long road of truth-telling. He's now settled in Dartmoor in Devon, where he's been following signs that eventually led him to a psychic that he believes channeled the spirit of Mary Magdalene. She says, I've been asked to anoint you, the spikenard. So I'm lying there and I get anointed. She puts the messianic cross on my forehead. And it ends. And she said to me, I said to her, do you know what you've just done? And she said, yes. And I said, it's a new era. And she said, what are you talking about? And I said, don't you realise you've just anointed the Messiah? And she said, no, I haven't. And I said, well, that's what the Magdalene was indicating to me, and that's what you've just done. What? His spiritual journey started with Jewish mysticism. He came to believe he was one of the two prime incarnations of the Yeshua spirit. Looking back through past lives, thinking he might have been Jesus, deciding he must have been a reincarnation of Astrologies, a revolutionary crucified in 1 BC. So, despite... Uh, <laughs> despite the lady doing this, it seemed to be like a spirit healer or something he was saying. Um, he was still like, yeah, no, I am the Messiah. I see. I think I missed, I missed something there. So he went to this spirit healer who he thought was the reincarnated spirit of Mary Magdalene. No, I think he was, I think Mary Magdalene came through for him on the... Fuck the, spirit, the spirit healer bought Magdalene through to speak right. to him. And, to, and, she, and, what, and Mary Magdalene told him that he was the Messiah? Yeah, yeah. She fucking... Wait, Mary, <gasps> Mary Magdalene isn't the mother. It's that the not prostitute. It's, it's Jesus' lover. Yeah. Well, that's oh. a whole other episode. Because, oh, you know, I always thought Mary Magdalene was Mary. No, no. No, Mary Magdalene was just one of his followers. She's the female disciple that Jesus had an affair with, apparently. And uh, there's speculation that her and Jesus had a child, and that suggests that there's still Jesus' bloodline alive today. That's the whole plot of The Da Vinci Code, basically. See, I, I, f I think mine's better. I thought that... His I think mine's better. <laughs> Mary, his mother, who was like the Immaculate Conception, that was bullshit, and she didn't go out with Joseph. She was just Jesus's fucking lover, she not his mother. She didn't go out with Joseph. She didn't go out she with Joseph. She didn't go out with Joseph. <laughs> she didn't go to the movies with Joseph at that time. So they weren't going out. <laughs> she was the Virgin Mary. <laughs> right. That's not Mary Magdalene. That's not Mary Magdalene, no. I now know that. But why have two Marys in his fucking life? That is so confusing. There's loads of Marys. It's like saying, why are there loads of... There's loads of Marys around, weren't there? there was the, <laughs> why was that was the not? name all the rage at the time. It's like when 
went out with Sally, even though his mom was called Sally. <laughs> That's literally this situation. That's literally this situation. It anyway. would be weird, though, wouldn't it? Uh, oh, super weird. Ex- except there's there's absolutely no evidence of, of Jesus going out with Mary at all. There's no evidence. He went out with Mary Magdalene, mate. Mate, they yeah, went out. Say Mary. You can't say no, that they didn't. they didn't at least, you know, go on a date. I'm keeping that one in my back pocket anyway. I did a bit of research on that quite a while ago. Ooh. Okay, cool. We'll move yeah. on from that then. Okay, so Shayla, let's continue this interview because they get there. There's another bit I want to stop on, which is absolute gold. <laughs> absolute Shayla. <laughs> That's his autobiography. The new album from David Shayla. Absolute Shayla. <laughs> He believes other past lives have included John the Divine, Leonardo da Vinci, oh. King Arthur, and the Archangel Metatron. So this is who he thinks he's linked to, but the, the bit at the end is just... You've got to hear it. He sees proof of all this in a crop circle on a chessboard he drew as a child, and in the text on the rod he of He saw... Aaron. Sorry, I've got to play it again, because I don't, I don't <laughs> say really that. know what it's saying. I keep missing that. How, how did she say that with a straight face? <laughs> so... so he sees proof of all this in a crop circle on a chessboard he drew as a child. So he saw proof of this in a crop circle on a chessboard he drew that as a he child. Drew. What? A crop circle on a chessboard that he drew? What? So he, wait a minute. So was the crop circle that he drew or that he drew a chessboard? And then I, drew a crop I took circle it that on he it. He drew a chessboard with a crop circle on it. <laughs> but he's, he saw proof of it in something he drew. In something that he drew, yeah. He created the proof. He's wow, insane. The levels of separation from that. That's what I mean. It's just like Jesus he's Christ. Insane. How how is yeah, this he on the news? Like someone we should be listening to. <laughs> Was that a slow news week? Oh my life! That is in- absolutely. That's insane. almost brass eye. That's almost. Yeah, I was going to say that is a well, that's a ballsy claim. Brass yeah. balls. I don't know about brass eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he sees proof of all this in a crop circle on a chessboard he drew as a child, and in the text on the rod of Aaron, the staff carried by the brother of Moses. There is an anagram of David Shaler, righteous king, on the rod of Aaron. And I looked at that, except the word for Hebrew that they used for king was chav. <laughs> What? So at the moment, I suddenly realise it goes David, S-H-A. I'm going through my name and think, someone's trying to tell me, because this is known as the ineffable name of God. Someone's trying to tell you you're God. And at the moment, you suddenly realise that someone's trying to tell you you're God. David Shaler, righteous chav. (laughs) Shaler says he now has the ability to change the weather, that his meditation stopped this summer's attempted bombings in London, that his channelling of the light put Middlesbrough into the UEFA Cup final. <laughs> oh my god! Divine oh, intervention at wow. work. Divine deluded. intervention. What the hell? That is oh divine intervention. God, that you is cannot so deny it. You can't deny that is it. He's mental. Oh my Shayla, I can't believe it. <laughs> oh wow. Oh my Shayla. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is impressive bullshit. That's great. <laughs> that is insane. Oh, he's just getting on the news. He's just Toffee Toffee Chris man all over again. He just wants yeah. to get on the news. <laughs> he he's either a complete like compulsive liar or he's just absolutely like he's lost his marbles. 
<laughs> I think both. I think both. How deluded can you be? But this that is deluded. what I never understand about... Um, it's, you get these people that say, I am the Messiah, and they don't equate Messiah to Jesus. Right. They They just think... This is nothing to do with Christianity. I'm just the Messiah. Like, yeah, they take the meaning Messiah, and it's just something completely different altogether. He's not. No. So he's going into no biblical reference. stuff. He's not saying. He's not saying he's Jesus. Somehow, within the Christian frame of reference, there was another Messiah called David Shaler. Yeah. Right. That is mental. Yeah. That he's so desperately trying to find links to himself in it. It's like they're trying to tell me something. Yeah. What are you talking about? If you look what for, are you talking about? If you look for links, you'll find them. It's like what we said is you can take sections of the Bible and skew them to whatever you want. Pretty much. It's a text that is meant to be read in multiple ways, but because of that you can abuse it. And we've talked about these people that do that before. He's just doing the same thing. He's just abusing religious belief. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where he's got, um, where he would have found some scripture or some writings he said on the rod of Aaron or something like that. That's crazy. I mean, that is absolutely crazy. It's just all absolute bullcrap. I mean, it's fascinating. I mean, I did enjoy that clip. <laughs> it's but, a great clip. But don't you put put it, put it in another perspective. So take him as a person. He he worked for the MI five. Yeah. So you think the amount of psychological tests and fitness and they would have gone through the way his brain works and like the psychology, like you you need to be so psychologically fit yeah. to yeah. to work for a government body like that. That is so scary, isn't it? Isn't that a big downfall? Wow. I just remember that he says he helps get Middlesbrough into the FA Cup final. <laughs> it started It started with him saying, oh, he can now change the weather. And I was like, what is he talking about? Change and the he weather. had that clip of him sort of meditating like he's changing the weather around him. And and prevented uh, some of the London bombings so that summer. Bomb, so I was like, oh, okay. So he actually thinks of himself as a hero. And then it's like, yeah, okay, so you've got some divine power. I don't think they're going to let... Whoever's bestowed that divine power on you, I think they're not going to let you fuck around willy-nilly with a football team. Yeah. That got Middlesbrough to the cup. It's like when they were doing the screen test, he was just explaining the sort of powers he has, and then his like, brother, little brother popped his head around the door and was like, and you got Middlesbrough to the cup? And he's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. And then they put it in the show. The <laughs> bastards, the bastards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cheers, uh, you're a Shayla defender. I'm a Shayla defender. I'm a, I'm a defender of all people with uh, mental health problems. All right, okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess... I, have to, I draw the line. I don't uh, know. Where do you say that someone is... But they definitely can't help it because you wouldn't put yourself through that much self-immolation for nothing. Don't put him on telly then. Take him to a doctor. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But that's the BBC's fault. He's being fault. exploited. Yeah. Shayla, but, but but that's yeah, but that's, John yeah, Ronson's just... John Ronson did a, a a story with him actually, and John Ronson's account is always balanced and and mm. you know thoughtful. I really liked that. That was really good. Um, but I think actually, I think it was like him talking about David Shayla being part of a secret 
not a secret, but like a group that go to the pub and discuss conspiracy theories. And I think they were uh, attacking. Um, they were attacking one of the the London bombing survivors, like saying that she was a what is it a an actor like a, a crisis actor. Oh right. So I think it was following that. I, I remember that going coming around actually as a conspiracy theory. Yeah, I've not heard of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. But at the time, there was people saying that she was an actor. I remember that being on telly. Yeah, wow. I feel like I might be conflating two stories that John Rawson did, but I, I definitely think David Shirley was in that. But anyway, uh, yeah. So that's wow. just that's a bit of comedy comedy relief with the that those are sort of like inconsequential messiahs because they never really got a cult following well i guess david ike's done pretty well out of it but uh shayla hasn't and uh this one is a cult initiation tape from the heaven's gate uh this guy's called marshall apple apple white (laughs) god i should know his name just a minute heaven's gate was a very like famous uh sort of cult we've Talked about it a little bit on your cults episodes before it's come up. Yeah. Never in detail. Yeah. Oh, I remember that dude. Alan John Miller from Australia. That guy who came on UK telly and was like, I'm basically God. And they were just like, you insane. <laughs> oh, I didn't remember that. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, man. Like, you know, you can believe what you want. You can laugh. But I genuinely oh, am Jesus. I'm going to use that clip at the beginning of Tiss saying, I genuinely am Jesus. oh my god michael the messiah michael trevessa we've done michael trevessa haven't we um i've got a list here of the ones that we've actually mentioned before really i remember the the episode that we talked about at the end of one of beef's episodes we had a brief talk about um people who have had messiah complexes so tis if you've meant if it's any of these on your list i'm gonna let you know now cool alan miller uh okay. Uh Oscar Murmiro Ortega Hernandez. Cool. Apollo Quibaloy. I don't even remember mentioning these. And Vis Visarion. Visarion? Visarion. Oh. This is where Tisco's none yep, of these all of the rest of them. <laughs> none of these. I'm gonna get some water. <laughs> yeah, none of these. Um uh, I thought he's like running off to like rip up his notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at the end of the eschatology episode. Oh, that's it. I remember we, that. You did yeah. like a, it was like a game. I did. Where you played clips of people who claimed to be Jesus, and they were the clips that you played. Oh, I feel like this is such a light-hearted episode that it's going to get a lot darker if I, if I want it to. Take it, man. However take you it. want to take it, mate. Take fine. it to the bridge. Take it to the suicide okay, bridge. Okay, fuck it. We're, <laughs> we're going to put Heaven's Gate cult on hold. Uh, I just want to jump straight into... Uh, Waco. Waco. You guys heard of Waco? Yeah, yeah, there's a Sky series that's just started, I think, on Waco. No way. Shit. Yeah, just like this week, yeah. Ah. Um, it does, it looks pretty good. Is it the sequel to Chernobyl? <laughs> no. So, you've heard of Waco, right? The Raid? I've heard of it. Okay, so I Dave... only know a little bit, like, I know Americans talk about Waco a lot. Yeah, it's one of them things like I'm sort of aware of it, but never really. I, I, it was ma- it was all over the news. Like, yeah, there's a lot of uh, conflicting opinions, uh, conspiracy theories, and the such. Consider, uh, you know, considering what happened, 
Um, so, so give us a, a condensed version of it. The Messiah uh, in question, David Koresh, mm-hmm. uh, is the head of the Branch Davidian who had a compound in Waco, Texas called Mount Carmel. And uh, I forget how many were exactly in there before the fire. But basically there was a siege on the uh, on the whole Waco compound. Right. Uh, I think they got wind of lots and lots of weaponry being uh, stored there, like they were collecting guns, um, like, what's the word, arming themselves, like building an armory, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, what was it? What's the 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 comp the the people that monitor guns in the U.S.? I think it's the the NRA. NRA? No, the NRA are for guns. It's the it's like the police that are in in charge of like controlling guns, like who's oh, got right. too many Sorry. guns and stuff. So basically, they had a warrant to go and raid the compound for weapons. Right. And when they got there, they so this is before they knew this was a cult. No, no, they they everyone knew it's like the Branch Davidian, it's like a sort of breakaway church movement, commune. Um, I guess right. I don't know whether everyone knew that there's a cult. Who all believed that this David Kresh was the Messiah. I think there was like a few bits that had come out about possibly possible like sexual abuse and stuff like that from Koresh, like Sounds about right. Um, but I think the the ra- the reason for the raid was the warrants for the arms, and it was the arrest of David Koresh as well. Actually, uh, I think. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was some more, but yeah. Anyway, so they they approached the, they're pr- approaching the compound, and I think they warn the the postman to like get out of the area, and the postman is a branch Davidian. So he finds out ahead of time, goes back to the compound, lets everyone know. Uh, so by the time the police get there, um, it's all like standoff. Right. Uh, I think I think a negotiator went to the door. Uh, there's questions of who shot first. Mm. And then an all-out gun battle was all over the news. Uh, 52 days the siege lasted. 52 days. Wow, that is a long Whoa. time. That is a such a long yeah. time. So this siege... Yeah, this, the siege um, lasted 52 days. This was yeah. like a... Between the between the police and the Waco residents. Yes. Um, wow, that's, can, that's like, such a so long time. Can you imagine how long, like, one day is of a siege? Yeah, it's mad. Yeah, that's... Crazy. The, f- the first night would be scary because you'd think they're going to break through. Yeah, when you're on like day 20, when you're on like day five, you must be like, Jesus Christ, this is mental. You'd be shattered. I think after like day 10, you're just like, okay, this is kind of boring now. Yeah, this is just life now. Yeah. Sl- you'd be so tired. Slowly people, um, it's like, it says immediately open fire on 120 men, women and children inside. So the I've got this really good news article uh, which kind of condenses both the perceived real event and the perceived uh, conspiracy. It's a tale of the government gone mad. A huge force of federal agents descends upon a peaceful commune of religious seekers in Texas, immediately open fires on some 120 men, women and children inside, and uses military helicopters to strafe the compound with deadly fire, murdering a woman in her bed with shots through the roof. Five people are killed by agents at the compound. A sixth who was away 
when the raid began, is ambushed by agents as he tries to make his way back into the compound, shot without warning from the side. Moments later, agents can be heard finishing off the unarmed man with a final coup de grace. Uh, 51 days after that, concluding with one of the longest sieges in US law enforcement history, enraged FBI agents sent tanks crashing into the compound, injecting CS tear gas uh, as terrified residents cower inside. So tear gas was actually banned in uh, 1969 um, to, to be used on enemy combatants. So that's really interesting that they approved the use of tear gas on and this, this is all because compound. he was or that he or that's not maybe not just him but there were reports of sexual abuse is that why they were doing this uh, I need to look into that well, I need to look into and, why and arms I think it was the arms mainly oh and the arms yeah yeah, yeah. I think okay. it was the arms and then as soon as the standoff happened and they realised they they had a lot of phone calls with Koresh uh, there's like a, on the news I think he had I think like one of the demands was like play this on the news at, at a certain time and two hostages get to like to go or two people can come out or something like that um so what was um was just that they had too many guns yeah they had well i guess they were storing guns and i guess it just became it's like at what point does storing guns become like you've got your own private army here yeah 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 exactly uh wolves um, come crashing down yeah so we've talked about on the cults episodes before but like to a degree, don't all cult leaders have some sort of messiah complex about them? Yeah, I mean... We, uh, they make themselves into God. The biggest one is that John Jones? Jonestown Jim Jones. Jim, Jim Jones. Jones. <laughs> Your episode, the one you did. Jim Jones. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's who he thought he was. Um, yeah. Jim Jones. Manson had a bit of it as well. So, yeah, so a little tangent that I want to take you guys on. Um, right from the Waco okay. thing. Have you guys listened to Boards of Canada before? Yeah. The... No. Uh, so they have a really interesting um, interest, I guess, in this whole thing. Um, and my friend Tim was telling me all about it, and it was really interesting. Just yeah, just crazy. Um, there's a lot of references to the Waco massacre in a lot of B- Boards of Canada songs. Um, like mm-hmm. in one of the songs, it's got uh, a lot. It's got um, a wonderful place out in the country. Uh, has that's uh, no a beautiful place out in the country. Has uh, samples of the Branch Davidians like tape. It's like a beautiful mm-hmm. place out in the country. Like sample. <laughs> Um, and there's also a song called Ammo Bishop Roden. And in, in general, that whole EP is centered around the Branch Davidian and Waco. And uh, Ammo Bishop Roden was like um, one of the breakaway leaders of the Branch Davidian. She was married to the old leader who David Koresh um, sort of, you know, dethroned. And. Uh, yeah, there's also a sample in, I think it's 1969, and it's uh, not a follower of David Koresh. 
she is still a uh, devoted Branch Davidian. Which is supposedly referencing Ammo Bishop Broden. But that's on like three albums, three different albums mm-hmm. that are referencing that person and right. the Branch Davidian. And there's a song called 1969, which is uh, a link to when Tear Gas was banned in 1969, the same Tear Gas that was used in the Waco Massacre. Right. Uh, but yeah, that the Boards of Canada link is so freaky when you listen to their music and those songs uh there's also like a whole there's a there's a website called bock pages um which is all about boards of canada basically but there's a lot of cult follow it like uh cultish uh, sort of mythology surrounding boards of canada they've got like a a, supposedly Mm. a cult called the hexagon turquoise sun Right. Uh, yeah, just really interesting. If anyone's a Boards of Canada fan, I recommend you go on that website and uh, brush up. I uh, Yeah, I wasn't aware of that link at all. Yeah. They're such a strange band because they are so secretive. Or well, so secretive, I've not even heard of them. So. <laughs> Honestly, Beef, they are amazing. <laughs> Boards of Canada are probably one of my favourite artists. They make music that no one else makes. Nice. It's like nostalgia in a song. It's really nostalgic, but you've never heard this it. This episode sponsored by Boards of Canada. <laughs> I think you should lay layer in some ammo, Bishop Roden, underneath this talk. As while you're talking, about yeah, that. honestly, because all right, the 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 sounds of Boards of Canada will make it sound really compelling. Okay. Uh, my, my friend Tim and I were talking about it when we were listening to some Boards of Canada, and I was just like. Oh, I was so freaked out. It was, yeah. I'll layer it in, mate. But the whole, the whole link to the Waco massacre, uh, it kind of, it kind of points the finger at what the conspiracy theorists, so say, conspiracy theorists would say that the FBI took down a completely peaceful commune uh, for some reason, and it, and there's there's almost esoteric, like supernatural stuff. People saying, you know, I don't know. Like, it's just strange, isn't it? Uh, what do you guys think to the whole Branch Davidian, Waco, Texas thing? Because the, the other side of the coin is obviously they had a shitload of guns. Uh, apparently, someone in the compound opened fire. So the FBI, you know, I think the negotiator got shot. I think they backed up. I, f- I saw a whole documentary from their side and it was like, there was quite a lot of footage of the actual thing, and it seems like they were under immense scrutiny the entire time. The thing is, um, coming from a country where guns are not commonplace at all, any time I hear things about guns, my instinct is on it always like, oh, that's bad. So if there is a group that's like stockpiling weaponry, I'm instantly yeah. like, that's not good. Like, they, they shouldn't be able to do that. So my brain, being from this, like, anti-gun country, is instantly just like, no, they, they can't do that. That needs to be stopped. Yeah. You can't just stockpile guns. It is... So my brain automatically goes to, like, stop that. Yeah. But it's it's also... Yeah, I, I can't... I think if there's, there's... There's one thing that I think Europeans 
just fail to understand about Americans and it is their obsession with, with guns. And I think, I mean, I, I appreciate a lot of our listeners are American. And so it's... And um, we have been um, called out on saying negative things about guns before. The thing about guns, I guess, is... doesn't change my mind about guns, listeners. I still think they're shit. Yeah. No, guns are terrible. I think they suck. You're not going to change my mind. No, because I, I think... And I think it's... But it's just because it's so far removed from our cultural understanding. We just mm. don't have, you know, when we hear of of um, gun violence. So someone was shot in Ellsbury like two weeks ago, right? Mm. Um, and that's see, if someone's shot in England, that's always quite like makes me go, oh my god. You're like whoa, because um, I'm just like I don't even know where you get a gun. No, I wouldn't know the first. I mean, I know farmers have guns. Yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't. Like my granddad's got a shotgun. We're used to. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't know where to. It's not like you can go down Tesco's and get a gun. We don't have gun shops. No. Well, surely you'd have to go to pretty, like you'd have to probably go to like a black market. And well, I don't know. I couldn't imagine holding a gun. You can buy. You can buy them, but you'd. It's yeah. I don't know. I couldn't imagine holding a gun. But we don't have like ammunition on the corner. I, it's ironic because it's I play Amazon. I play super hot, which is essentially holding a gun, but that's a virtual gun. That's fine, right? But let's let's just say if 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 um if listeners take umbrage to the the our dislike of guns, then I think I'm happy to have that um around. Like I and I, and I think this is this is why because stuff like this happens. I think their um, biggest and, peeve is uh. They think that if their guns get taken away and everyone else has guns, that they will be left defenseless. Basically, there's too many guns now in America to to demilitarize. We'd have to. Yeah, and people aren't just going to hand over their guns. Yes, exactly. I get that it's an impossible situation. Yeah, I yes. get it's a that. Standoff. And actually, removing guns or or criminalizing guns is kind of impossible at yeah. the moment. Yes, I get that completely. It still doesn't make me go. Guns are great, then. Like guns still suck, in my no. opinion. Yeah, but I I feel like it's great to live in a country where that is the case. You don't, you can't just fucking go and buy a gun. No, I don't have to so, walk down the street and worry about guns. It doesn't enter my head when I leave the house. No, no, no. I yeah, you shouldn't have to worry about going to church or work or school or with that in your mind. It actually worried me the other day because, like I said, I'm going to America for the first time this year and. Actually thinking about it, I was like, they've got guns over there. And it kind of like scared me a little bit to think about. Yeah, it, it kind of, yeah. it's quite intimidating. Because I haven't been to many countries where like guns are even a thing. When I see a gun, so um, when Rachel and I went on our honeymoon, um, hmm. uh, just the airport police were walking around with yeah. like big rifles. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. That's the only time I've seen a gun. You go to like Spain and the Spanish police got like a big gun yeah. walking around the airport. And I'm That's, just like, it's Jesus. always the airport. It's always the airport. Yeah. It scares me, man. Like just seeing a gun. It's like scary. That. Yeah. It is scary. Well, it's scary for me. They kill people. Yeah. No matter what Goldie looking chain say. Don't kill people, rappers do. I'm a f***ing rapper and I might kill you. As a rapper, I'm teaching you a lesson. AK-47 to Smith & Wesson. Just say no, just like... Gun... Oh, 
Siri, I said, I said gun. Shut up. If you if you twitch the wrong way, they're gonna shoot you down, like a dodo bird. Dead as a dodo bird. Where were we? Right. Um, <laughs> You're yes, asking our so opinion what we, on the guns. What do we and, think yeah. about yeah. Waco? Waco, yeah. Well, it, and we've. I, I guess what we're saying is that. I guess what we're saying is that it, this has been triggered uh, by guns, hasn't it? So, um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> But uh, yeah, is I I just find this whole, um, I, and I think maybe this is where also, uh, as Brits, we we struggle to understand this. We're just so, you know, we kind of any, we we're just not really an egotistical people, or most of us aren't. And as or, or like if you well, but do you not think that we're quite modest in the UK? It's all a bit. You can't nah. just take a compliment. You can't just say. Um, like, uh, what am I trying to, how am I trying to say? Uh, like, um, I feel like we're all stuck for what we mean. <laughs> I can't think what I'm trying to say, but I can't get anywhere. I know what tonight. I mean in my, I know what I mean, but I can't, I can't put it into, into words. I can't <laughs> like we're, what we're maybe not, it's not an egotistical thing. Maybe we're just more wary of, um, uh, like big personalities, that are kind of. Oh, um, I see what you mean. We're we're more like cynical, uh, insular as a people, like more closed. Yes, yes, yeah. clicky, exactly that. Yeah, uh, it's, like, it's, it's like 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 when someone in England sat next to you on a bus, they wouldn't talk to you. Yeah, yeah. If someone sat next to you on a bus in America, they would talk to you. Or a lot of other countries, we're quite reserved. Is the word. Yes, that's exactly that's the word. I knew I was on tip of my tongue. Reserved, yeah. Reserved, yeah, yeah. It's not an ego thing. Sorry, no. We we are we are egotistical. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I just wonder whether again that the idea of a cult is quite is quite strange to me. Um, but then we have had them in the not, UK. They do happen. We have. They do happen. I'm not saying they don't happen. Um, but maybe they we haven't had as many. One's happening right now. They're not as famous generally. So yeah, and I think maybe because, and that's why. There's probably one in the UK right now. Oh yeah, definitely. There is cults. To there this. was like big cults. There's been big cults in the UK, like in the nineties, especially. There was a few cults. Yeah, like Scientology. <laughs> There's probably a big cult listening to this episode right now on loudspeaker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hope so. Repent. Yeah. No, it's very weird. Very weird. Very weird. Well, that was Waco. You're gonna have to edit, like me not being able to. Uh, oh, don't worry. All of that waffle was like shocking. Yeah, because yeah. that's not even interesting to listen to. Like, when it's like no, embarrassing, no, no. I leave it in. But when it's just like a lot of us going, um, uh, what's the word? That's not interesting. I always cut that stuff. No, yeah. I was like, I so glad you said reserved. I was like, that's it what took I meant. me so. I knew that's what you meant as well. That's why I was trying to think of it. But yeah. Uh, so there's one called Mits- Mitsuo Matayoshi. Standing okay. regularly mm. and unsuccessfully in various Japanese elections, Matayoshi is the founder of a political party as well as claiming to be Jesus Christ reborn. His ultimate ambition is to be UN Secretary General. From that position, he will institute God's will on earth and bring about the end of days. Lovely. It's good to have modest goals. Yeah. I mean, shoot for the stars, man. That is <laughs> quite ambitious. Again, where does where does he get this idea from that this is 
it's usually like a dream, isn't it? Or like a visitation or like a face in their cereal or something like that. I had a fucking weird dream the other day. If anyone oh, can yeah. tell me the meaning of this, I know it's really boring to talk about your dreams on a podcast, but if anyone can tell the meaning of this, because it's stuck in my head, I was massive, naked, laying in a church with my arms outspread and my legs out the bottom. Um, my There was a shackle around my throat and there was loads of small people like pulling my neck down and tightening it up and tying me to the ground with this big like manacle. And my feet were out the bottom of the because I was massive, I was like as big as the church taken up. My feet were out the front door of the church, so they were like cold, I could feel the breeze on them. Um, And then they went underground, and I could see my feet under the ground poking down through the roof of a cavern, but they were covered in white, like talcum powder, with spots of blood all over the soles of my feet. Jeez. And that was so fucking vivid. Isn't that weird? That is very weird. The only thing I can't remember from it is what I could see. Like, I could see something in the roof of the church, of the rafters. Like, I can't remember what I was looking at above me. Fucking weird dream, though. All of that was so vivid. That is crazy. Um, it's one of the creepiest, wow. weirdest dreams I've ever had. But you, you were tied down by I your I was neck. very much just, like, laying there and just aware of what was going on around me. Like, getting shackled by my neck, arms outstretched. And then the feet with the white powder all over them was... And the specks of blood on the soles of my feet. And I was naked. It was so weird. In the church? In the church, yeah. Weird. Looking up at something. That's the only thing. I can't remember what was above me. I can't remember what was above me. So, yeah. Creepy, right? I think I have an idea, but I'll tell you later. I'll have a little think. All right. I think a lot. I think uh, the shackle was... Well, I've been feeling quite claustrophobic recently. Like I have claustrophobia anyway. I've talked about it. And I think that was the resurgence of this claustrophobia I've been feeling. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. My interpretation was, uh, you feel, you feel trapped. Yeah. That you, you're, you feel like, and, and to me, uh, what kind of church was it? It's just like a big wooden building, like an okay, old shack it, church. In the dream where you were aware that you were in a church. Yeah. Like I woke up and I knew I was in a church. Yeah. So I wonder whether to you a church, whereas church means something completely different to me, a church to you might represent uh, order and mm. authority. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. And Jesus and... Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh... <laughs> no, but church, you're in in a church. Like to me, yeah. this is what church means to me because my experience of church is different. But to you... Yeah church might represent having to behave a certain way yeah having to a foreign um, place somewhere i don't necessarily feel like i belong yeah and you feel like you have it's probably to do with work then it's to do with work i'm trapped in a building where i don't feel like i belong and you have to conform i'm like walking on fucking nails to get in there every day it feels like that's why there's blood on my feet it's probably all to do with my job right yeah tissy go on (laughs) (laughs) case closed we are gonna watch heaven's gate Cult initiation tape part one. Oh, right. Uh, this is that dude, Marshall Applebottom Gate Water. I can't remember his name. It's Marshall Apple something. <laughs> Marshall Marshall Applegate. Marshall? Uh, no, not Applegate. It was a weird. As in Christina name. Applegate's brother. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google it. That's terrible. That's terrible. Marshall ah. Applewhite. Applewhite. 
Apple white. See, it was weird at the end. Just turns. You think it's going to go Apple gay, Apple anything else apart from white, to be honest. Right, let's go white. Anything apart from white. <laughs> or in old language, a couple thousand years ago, disciples. Those who are trying to prepare themselves for entry into the evolutionary level above human, synonymous with the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. We're going to talk to you about the most urgent thing that is on our mind and what we suspect is the most urgent thing on the minds of those who will connect with us. We'll title this tape, uh, Planet Earth About to be Recycled. Your only chance to evacuate is to leave with us. Planet Earth about to be recycled. Your only chance to survive or evacuate is to leave with us. Now, that's pretty major statement, pretty bold in terms of religion, in terms of anybody's intelligent thinking to most people who would consider themselves intelligent beings that say, well, that's, that's absurd. What's all this doomsday stuff? What's all this prophetic stuff? You know, intelligent human beings should realize that everything has their cycle. They have their season. They have their beginning. They have their end. They have cycles. We're not saying that planet Earth is coming to an end. We're saying that planet Earth is about to be refurbished, spaded under, and have another chance to serve as a garden for another human civilization. Now, the reason this is such an interesting time is not only because we're on the threshold of the end of this civilization, because it's about to be recycled, but because of where that finds us, where that finds you, where that finds those who would judge us. So, I, it's just waffling now. You stopped at the exact point I was going to say, I've heard enough now. It was really weird. It was like you got like a psychic energy from me. Look at the face he's pulling at me. I was going to say his face is so creepy. Yeah. His eyes are so like... He's trying to hypnotise you with the wide, unblinking eyes. Yeah. Are they the cult that... So when they say they leave Earth before... So they said they're going to leave Earth. Do they mean they're going to kill themselves? Uh, yes. Is so, that Heaven's Gate? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened is... He said that they're going to... There's an alien <laughs> civilization. Of course. So this this guy um, said that basically they have to commit suicide to board this alien spaceship. There's the, I, there's a flaw in that plan. Uh, the yeah, the giving of your life is the transportation needed to get to this alien spacecraft and live with them and move on from the Earth. And people believe that? Uh, 33 people did, yeah. 33. 
So poor <laughs> bastards. Like if lot. you're that frame of mind though, where you can believe that, it's not enough. You poor thing bastards. is none of none of them. Uh, you know, when they're trying to get people to do this, none of them, are, they're not preying on vulnerable people. They themselves are also deluded. Mm. They believe, but why would you, like if someone comes to you and says, right, there's this spaceship, yeah, uh, we need to kill ourselves, get on it, and then we get saved in the next life. You'd be like, okay, how do you know? Because you're not dead and so yeah. you haven't experienced it. And how do I get on something when I'm dead? Well, if if you believe in an afterlife, then that's not a question, is it? So my spirit's going to get on it. Yeah. Uh, or or your spirit is given another body or something like that. Yeah, I don't think any. I don't think in any religion killing yourself is considered like a heroic act to the point where you're then no get your your spirit can then enter a a craft. That's seen as the that's like the great um, tragedy in. Uh, in the New Testament, is is Judas killing himself? Mm. It's not a glorified thing at all. It's it's not like a it, the Bible doesn't talk about. It. It's not like a shameful thing. It's just like a tragedy. Mm-hmm. So to me, this it seems crazy when whenever this this idea of killing yourself for a religious purpose comes yeah, up, it seems mad. It, it so goes against any form of religion that I'm aware of. That all religions that I'm aware of are just like suicide is is a tragedy or it's a sin or. It's it's never considered something that has any positives to it. No, no. I've got a little video. A look inside the Heaven's Gate cult uh, 20 years after the mass suicide. Nice. They are grim reminders of an American tragedy. These are actual bunk beds and purple shrouds from the horror known as Heaven's Gate. What authorities do know is that 39 people are dead. It happened 20 years ago, an act of mass suicide that shocked the world. 18 men and 21 women were found dead in their bunks and cots in a beautiful mansion outside San Diego. All were dressed in identical black clothing and sneakers, covered by purple shrouds. I'm Doe. This was their leader, Marshall Applewhite, known by his fellow cultists as Doe. Somehow he was able to talk his followers into consuming a toxic mix of vodka and chocolate pudding or applesauce, laced with barbiturates. Some also had plastic bags pulled over their heads. Doe made the preposterous claim that upon death, they would all board an extraterrestrial alien spacecraft. You have to trust me. You have to believe me. We are going inside this mansion where the largest mass suicide in American history took place. Reporters were stunned when they gained access to the mansion following the mass suicide. Gruesome blood stains and splatters, the tragic remnants of four people who died together in this little room. Hard to believe, but to this day, Heaven's Gate still has its supporters. We found the Heaven's Gate website up and running. It looks just like it did in 1997. And there's another place where memories of Heaven's Gate can still be found. Everybody's wearing exactly the same kind of uniform. Professor David Taylor has studied the cult. Here at the Museum of Death in Hollywood, the bunks and shrouds are real, and the mannequins are wearing actual clothes taken from some of the bodies. This is one That's of two correct. different I've seen patches. That. I've been that there. Have you? They chose and had yeah. designed for 
the actual suicide event. It says Earth oh. exit, which, you know, indicates their intention. Doe's followers had some pretty bizarre beliefs. They wore drab, loose clothing to minimize men being attracted to women and vice versa. And nine of the men actually were castrated. That's right. By their own volition. That's right. They've all volunteered to be castrated. We wanted to look normal when we went out among the public. That fate did not befall this former Heaven's Gate member who goes by the name Sawyer. He spent 18 years with the cult, reaching the rank of overseer before leaving in 1994. He gave Les Trent a chilling insight into Doe's mind. He said that there wasn't a day that went by that he didn't think himself insane. Doe said that? Yeah. Not a day went by he didn't think himself insane? Yeah. Sadly, 39 people lost their lives, proving he was right. Wow. I love that. So he was there for 18 years, but he left before it got really bad. Here's a cool idea for a sitcom. Uh, they do make it onto the spacecraft. Jeez. 33 people. It's a bit of a dour... Like, that's, that's, you have, you got a lot of effort to try and sell that to a company, though. Oh, it's not for sale. Yeah, it's just... It's so... That's fucking It's so grim. sad. It's yeah. really sad. And it, it it's sad to me that... I don't know. I guess in a really strange way, I guess the only comfort from it is that they obviously didn't see it as a sad thing. They saw it as like a release into something new. Yeah. Um, oh man, that is grim. 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 It, yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, it was. I, I kind of coped okay with the idea of them drinking something that would kill them. With a plastic bag, bag over the head. head. No. Was it a Jeez. plastic bag or was it a shroud? No, he they said them had plastic shrouds. bags on their heads. Jeez. Man, that is, that's no way to go, is it? Suffocation no. is just... Uh, yeah, that's everything I've got. That's that son of God. You started with the, the cheery thing and it got more and more depressing as the episode went on? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was the, that was what you were going for. Uh, I think the Waco thing and the boards of Canada has to be the somber. The boards of Canada music in general will set the tone for that section. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a journey. Yeah, it's a, a journey. downward spiral. It's great though. People come for the lightheartedness and the horror. So that's a bit of both in one episode. That's mm. what we do. True and please everyone. Bang for buck. Yeah, it's. But I, I think it's it's an interesting topic, isn't it? And it's it's interesting. It's not all just people that think they're God and they can control football matches. Mm. Well, that's like, actually um, it's interesting because the one time we spoke about it before briefly on on Beef's eschatology episode about the idea of of uh, people claiming to be Jesus, that was more specifically about people claiming to be Jesus. And yes. it was like a couple of crackpot videos about people saying, I am Jesus. Yeah. Um, that was just like a few crackpot videos. Mm. This was much more... I thought this was going to be more of like wackiness. But this yeah. was more like, I am the Messiah. I am God. I am yeah. it. I am... Everyone listen to me. This was a much darker. Yeah, that's Apart it. from that guy at the beginning who controlled the football match. That's yeah. amazing. That I think yeah. you needed that. To, <laughs> to that's lift. got to go. At the, that's got to go at the start Imagine of the episode. Imagine if we rolled straight into Waco. Just, oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, <laughs> it would be hard to bring the tone back up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. 
Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can bring it back from that. I had to start <laughs> with crazy MI five man. Amazing, David. Shader. If David Shader is listening, by the way, what dude? Come on the show. I've got a few questions. Oh wait, no, I think he's an anti-Semite as well. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> really? I think a lot of people that are crazy <laughs> are anti-Semites. They can't. <laughs> this comes of the territory. They can't. Yeah, they can't be the Messiah and be an anti-Semite because Jesus was Jewish. That's. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the well, irony. That's, that's what we can talk to him about, isn't it? It's when we get Shayla on. Well, I doubt he's listening. No. You doubt he's listening? Really? I don't know. I bet he's looking in the mirror and going, oh, you gorgeous Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my me. Oh, that has got to go at the start of the episode. Oh, my gorgeous Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> Oh, uh, right, well, yeah. thanks, Tis. Thanks for taking us on that uh, journey. That's cool. It yeah, good. it was good, man. That was good fun. I love, <laughs> I love the funny stuff, and I love the dour stuff. It's all really good. I, I just wanted to insert Boards of Canada into an episode, to be honest. And well, I will be done. It's that. That's how it, it it came about. It was Boards of Canada, Waco, and then. When I was watching David Koresh, I thought, how could I make this into a bigger episode? And the Son of God thing came to me, and I thought, that's that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. It was good. Thanks, Tis. It's all good. Um, okay, so let's do... I'm going to save Listener of the Week till right at the end. The admin stuff. Going to blitz for it super quick. Uh, if you want to go and find out more about us, go to weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com. Uh, where you'll find a blog post related to every episode, uh, including this one, all the videos that Tis played. Uh, there'll be links so you can view those in full. And there'll be links to anything that we mention as well on there. Also on the website, you can find ways to support us through coffee. Uh, you can also buy merchandise from us by clicking the Tee Public link. You can find links to our Facebook page, our Twitter pages, and all those things. And you can also contact us, or if you want to email us directly, it's unexplainableuk at mail.com. Wow, that was efficient. And don't forget to leave a rating and review on iTunes. Imagine a sharing website where everyone could just buy each other like a coffee or a beer or something. Just like everyone's set up to the platform. Mm-hmm. Do you think people would uh, give generously? Do you think people would bring the vibe up online? What or do you mean? People would, like... Imagine if there was like an app that people got into the habit of just like whenever people were like having a bad day, just like mm-hmm. bought them a coffee or something. Well, give them the monetarily monetary value of a coffee. Yeah. But that's what coffee is. <laughs> <laughs> if people want to just like buy us a coffee one day, they can. They go on the app and it's like three quid a pop and they can say two coffees for six quid. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know where I was going with that. I I guess in my mind it was like a sharing app where everyone shared, but I just yeah, I think it would work. Right. Any guys? Any more stuff before we close up the episode? No. Oh, okay. If you pressed, if right, you so, pressed stop. So Tiss is gone. Um. So I'll just <laughs> imagine what he says. But uh, so listener of the week this week. Um. I'm gonna give it to a listener called James Martin. Listener of the week. Uh, he's messaged us a few times and um, 
he has he's in a, a band and they've actually written songs they got a song about uh, Bella from the Witch Elm Tree ah. and they they've they've write songs about like HP Lovecraft and things like that and he oh, sent great. me some of his music so I'm going to the band's called Black Feather so listen to the week James Martin outro music this week is also going to be his band Black Feather I'm going to play their song Summit which was inspired by H.P. Lovecraft, in particular the uh, novella Mountains of Madness, which is a real fave of mine. Um, obviously, I'm a big Lovecraft fan of the work and the things that inspired, not the man. He's a massive racist. Uh, <laughs> so there we go. So outro music this week uh, and listen to the week. James Martin and his band Black Feather, and this is Summit to play us out. So see you next time, everyone. Until next time, bye, 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 bye. Love you, love you, love you. See you later, bye. Yeah, yeah.
Oh, you gorgeous Jesus. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.